Zurich, Men's League Switzerland, U.S. program, Austin Matthews. The Philly box, Nylander gets an extra shift. William Nylander shoots. He scores! Coach played a hot shot. The kid has his first National Hockey League goal. All right, everybody, we are back with another episode of the TOT cast. And today is a special episode for two reasons. One, Chris O'Krantz is not here <laughs> again because he's too busy trying to figure out why tomato soup is a menu option at Real Sports Bar. Yeah, he actually got in a, a pretty in-depth conversation with the waitress about it. So. I'm pretty sure he wanted just another reason to talk to the waitress. But, <laughs> but the reason why it is a special one today is because from New Jersey... We have Jake making his in-studio debut. <laughs> this is what, a year and a half in yeah, the making? In the making finally. It took a year and a half in the making. We got a chance to go to the Jays game the night before, watch Strowman pitch a gem. Yeah. Uh, get to complain about how goddamn tight seats are at the Rogers Center. Yeah, which is an atrocity to... Because if people have not seen Jake in person, he is, he's, he's, he's pretty tall, pretty big. He's tall enough to be my adopted father. <laughs> He he could actually play hockey for the Leafs if uh, you if, probably you probably if, could play if, if I was like way better than I actually was <laughs> maybe. Well, we will hopefully we'll maybe get some training for you and we'll we'll work that out. But on today's show we are going to be looking at so we have two parts of the show. The first part we'll be looking at some of the rumors that have been going around, some news around the Leafs this off season. And then the second part of the show, we'll look at the draft because uh, we're waiting for Austin to get here from Scarborough because he, uh, he had some phone problems. So we'll hopefully Austin will make it. We'll make it in time. Getting from Scarborough is not exactly easy for those who live in the city. So uh, first news just came. How about what an hour before we started recording? Even less than that. Maybe less than that. Adam Brooks signing his entry level contract. Now, obviously, entry level contracts are not huge news, but this is a pretty big one for the Leafs, especially when you look at the position Adam Brooks plays. He's a center. Leafs do not have many center prospects. Not many teams in the NHL have a lot of center prospects. So when you get a guy like this signed to his entry-level contract, it's kind of big news. But when you see a guy like Adam Brooks have the year he did in the WHL, he's now ready to make that move to the next level. Uh, where are we going to be seeing Adam Brooks next season i'm i'm kind of more on the marley's note but are we kind of all on the same page with that one yeah i say definitely yeah, pretty much universally yeah definitely will be in the marley's i think um if you look at what the marley's even have down the middle i mean colin greening was playing center they have a couple echl players who are trying coming up and playing center so i think um you know adam brooks will go to camp you know while the, the team will watch him there and after then he'll go right down to the marley's and see if he can continue um his offensive pace and um with you know with playing with men playing in the pros because uh, yeah obviously you can um look at how well he contributed in Regina you know pull up a lot of points I think it was like what like two 250 over two seasons or something like that so that's one thing to do it at, at the higher levels another thing so I think he'll he'll you know spend spend a season with the Marlies and after then at least we'll revisit him um after he after he has a year there so Jake a prospect like Adam Brooks he went overlooked in his first draft chance of being drafted uh, you were you were a big fan of the pick when they made the pick, and then you're a big fan when you saw him during the year. What is going to be his biggest challenge as he makes the jump to probably playing with the Marlies this season? Um, I mean, obviously the thing with him was he was a 96, 
And as we know, last year was a 90-98 draft year, so he was an overager. And just the fact that, you know, he was a 21-year-old playing against, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-olds in the WHL. And obviously he tore that league up. I mean, he had about 150 points in, in regular season and playoffs. So just the the big rise in competition going to the AHL level. But, you know, we saw it with a guy like Connor Brown who people, you know, looked at him and said, oh, it's just because he's older than everyone and and all that. But... Hopefully, hopefully he can shine through and become the player that he was for Regina. The one thing I liked about Brooks, I mean, in keeping track of him ever since the Leafs shot him, was not the regular season performances, but in the playoffs. Uh, his first, well, in two thousand when he after he got so two thousand fifteen sixteen, which was his draft year, he had twenty three points in twelve games, and then the following year wasn't he? I know he was dealing with injuries. And that kind of cut his season a little short and kind of he kind of missed a playoff action. He had 18 points in 17 games. So I guess seeing that he can take that, take his game to the next level when it get, it's supposed to get tougher, will kind of, it makes it a nice little look for him. But the Leafs' lack of depth at center when it comes to the prospects, they did add a couple in the last few drafts, but it's still not anything significant. What, what do you think will be this team's challenge of trying to add centers? What do you think they can do to try to shore that up, especially with the Marlies? Because they're not going to have many centers going into next season. Well, um, I think the challenge for sure is is the fact that uh, teams that do have center prospects aren't going to be willing to want to deal to deal them, just because of the fact that uh, the center position is such a such a you know cherished and and uh, looked for spot on a team. Um, what they what they probably will do is is either one continue to draft or or try to get get young centers out of a trade. I think that's the only thing they can do. Or you know they can do what they did last year. You know find some 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 type of a hidden gem who didn't get who got passed on by teams or something. You know invite them to camp, see what they can do, and after then throw and then throw them to the Marlies again. So I think it's just you know it's just uh you know finding what's out there, seeing seeing what you can add on, and then um hopefully that can work out for you. Yeah, it's definitely uh, hard to find in terms of uh, positions around the league. When we when we look at the Leafs' depth chart, they're missing a fourth-line center. We're going to kind of talk into some potential targets. But Mike Babcock brought up a name. It was uh, when he was in Vegas, Mira Altonen. Uh, he played at the World Championship. He didn't play center a lot for Finland. I don't even think he played center for Finland. No. Do you realistically, realistically see him playing center in the NHL when he comes with the Leafs? Do you see that happening, Jake? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really get a chance to watch his game much. I mean, he played for kind of a nondescript team in the KHL, but you know, it's definitely possible. I mean, I saw that he d- he played all the games for Finland, and he wasn't really effective. I don't think he even had a point. He was yeah, it was a minus eight in the entire. I don't game. even think Finland was effect an effective team no, the, uh, in the World Championship. So. Um, but you know, you never know. He'd probably know a little better than us. But it doesn't. He doesn't look to me like a guy that would be prepared to contribute at the NHL level. I found that weird because Babcock did say Altonen, Borgman, Rosen are gonna give give a tough, a really good look for the NHL, and I find that really strange. Uh, but when it comes to the other problem too with the Marlies' center depth is that Goche will be out until we're what, October. 
even with even maybe even longer, longer than that because yeah. i mean the guy's a big frame those guys when it comes to i mean his skating wasn't great now that he's got an you know, bad knee injury is just going to take a toll on it. Are we worried about Frederick Gauthier going with a, knee, a big injury like this? I mean, he's had he's had a really long development. They've made some strides after what people thought was could have been a lost draft pick with him. Do you think this alters Lee's plans and maybe he's not a huge part of it going forward? Well, one thing, I think Gauthier's injury was a huge huge knock for the Leafs. I honestly think that that next season that would that would be the the fourth line center if they couldn't if for example if they wanted to sign Brian Boyle but couldn't I honestly think that would have been your fourth line center right there. And and what you to what you said his like his skating wasn't wasn't always like the greatest. It did improve compared to how he was, you know, when he first got uh, drafted and also his first season uh, with the Marlies. Um Ben and the fact that it is his knee and and this season, this off season, you probably expect him to to be working on his skating, and he won't be able to skate until like October or November. I think that definitely is um is a knock as to whether the Leafs are going to give up on him. I don't think so. I think I think what they're probably going to do is give him his time to heal, and then hopefully he go, goes back to the Marlies, and then maybe if that if they're not really confident or sure in the fourth line center that they that they will have an opening roster, then maybe re- revisit him uh, some way in the season. All right, we're going to move on from the fourth-line center and center depth because I don't even think we can talk about it that much. The Leafs have been in on – they've, they've been rumored on almost every single defenseman that's available through trades, whether it was Miller with with the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Dumbo with Minnesota. Like, there's a lot. We're going to get through those, some of those uh, def, uh, targets there. But one name that actually some people – talked about was uh Travis Hamannick. So Hamannick was traded to Calgary for a first and two second round picks. A, a bit of a maybe a bit of a steep price to some people, but the Leafs offered, reportedly offered, JBR and a first. Comparing the two deals, which would have been the better deal if you were the Islanders? The Leafs offer or the Flames offer? I mean, obviously, it's it's got to be the Leafs' offer because you're getting somebody who can come in and play with John Tavares, which is what they're looking for and what they need because he has the ability to, to leave after next season. So, I mean, obviously it was, but, you know, an interesting thing that uh, Dave Poulin brought up was that, you know, one of the sticking points was they really didn't want him to go to Toronto because that's a team that the Islanders are going to be competing against. I mean... He brought up that last season the Flames had a better deal than the Leafs for Freddie Anderson, and we ended up getting Freddie Anderson. And it's because they play in the same division, they're competing for the playoffs, and you don't want to you don't want to uh, give an upgrade to a team that you're competing with. So I guess that made sense, but you know it's kind of unfortunate because I thought that would have been a really nice uh, add to the Leafs D. They said that the reason why the deal fell through was because JVR nixed nixed it; like he didn't want to do it. Do you think it was because he didn't want to sign an extension with the Islanders or he just didn't want to go there, plain and simple? I think it's got to be the extension. Yeah. I mean, he's waited this long. I would you know, try and test my worth uh, unless they're blowing it out of the water with like a six-year deal for like $6 million. I mean, he's from the New York area. He's from you know, Middletown, New Jersey, so it's just uh, down the road from New York City, probably about an hour. But, you know, that seemed like a logical spot. Honestly, I thought – if he does make it a UFA, a team would be like the New Jersey Devils or or something like that 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 would be able to offer him a lot of money, and it's close to where he lives. But 
I think you know he likes it here, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't try and leave because he's got the perfect setup with uh, you know playing with Marner who can feed him some some easy tap-ins and stuff like that. And if he had heads in a, the off season with back-to-back sixty-point seasons, then he could get you know probably six times six. So, so if you're the Leafs, it was obvious they're trying to move him because they want they they realize they need a, a defenseman. JVR is probably one of their their top trading option like trade assets. What do you do going forward with them? Uh do we try to re sign him at a lower cap hit or do we try to uh figure out a way that we can make it make a trade work because there's not many people that can uh there's there's not many options when it comes to like he's either going to leave on his own or the lease have to trade him. Because I don't think the the value they, they can get him to resign, because there's not many. We, and we're going to talk about this with the cap situation, but I, I just don't see the Leafs being a team that can afford to keep JVR and then pay everybody else. So obviously we're going to try to going to try to move him. Yeah, I think I think when you look at JVR, there's a couple things you have to take take into consideration. One, um, like what do you, like what is he looking for? And to Jake's point, you know, like he's had he's had a couple couple sixty point seasons now. You know, these uh, uh, for a first overall, the first overall, I'm sorry, not first overall, Second. first first round pick. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And obviously, every every NHL player at some point, like kind of kind of wants to test the free agency and see see what their worth is and see if they can you know, make that big uh big paycheck. Um, so so that that's one. Uh, two is you know whether he wants wants to stay and wants to be wants to be um part of the bigger picture and if that is the case then he'll have to they have to accept the fact that he's not like the um you know he's not like the the, the top the top guy on the team it's it's Matthews it's Marner it's Nylander so he so in terms of what he what he wants contract wise he's not going to he's not going to be making the same as as uh, what he'd make on on the open market um and then third and third of all which goes to the lease organization is to what you said, Dave, like if they want to acquire a, a top four defenseman, JVR is probably what's gonna what's gonna get you that. And you know we saw that with you know with this potential Hamannik trade going going on, JVR would be the option. I feel like if there were any other um, trade going on, uh, be it uh, Dumba or 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 whoever else um, around around the league is looking to deal deal for a defenseman, I feel that JVR would probably be the big piece in that deal. So I think those things are those things are what. Um, the Leafs and JVR himself are going to have to consider, but honestly, I I actually I don't want to say I'd be surprised if he was if he was here past um past uh, next season or, or the season afterwards. Sorry, but um I think it would take it would take a lot of things to have to to fit it fit in properly for uh for him to be a be a Leaf in the foreseeable future. Jake, when we look at Van Riemsdyk, an obvious comparable I see in terms of situation is TJ Oshie. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, they're they're kind of similar in that they had similar stats. I think they both had 30 goals, around 60 points. And, yeah, seeing him get eight years on the open market has got to be a good sight. But for the Leafs, I mean, you also got to look at the, the money he got because he got a pretty modest deal for a guy who's about to hit UFA. And I think he only got about 5.1 or something 5.75. 5.75. Yeah. So, I mean – you know, he probably would have gotten about six or seven million on the open market, but mm-hmm. you know that's a pretty good number moving forward, especially based on you know the cap number and moving forward. But 
You know, yeah, <clears throat> I think what they realize right now is that they probably can't keep him, so they're always going to try and move out someone instead of losing them for nothing. I mean, unfortunately, the only time that they haven't done that was with P.A. Parento, and obviously the, there was nothing being offered. But, I mean, for me, you got to look at what's going on in the West, and right now it's an arms race. I mean, you got teams uh, loading up, like Calgary going out and getting Hamannick to have their, their 4-D, Nashville trying to get – Matt Duchesne, um, <clears throat> Anaheim trying to keep their young core intact by giving away guys. Uh, Chicago shake it, shaping it up. Uh, the Blues just added Braden Shen. Um, St. Louis, or, yeah, St. Louis and San Jose are in on guys like Kovalchuk. I mean, <clears throat> it, it's just it's fascinating to see that all these teams are trying to load up for playoff runs, and it, it's becoming sort of an arms race to try and become not like a super team, but a team that's capable of taking out the Penguins. Okay, what what's the one thing everybody's talking about with the UFH class? It's it's terrible. It's weak. It's weak. weak. Looking at, I'm just looking at the UFA market for one JVR, which is next season. The top cap hit because that's how cap you know that's how cap friendly sorts it out is Rick Nash. I think we're pretty much on the same ball that JVR would make more than Rick Nash. It's actually a pretty good class next year. Mm-hmm. So, okay, here, let's go through the class. You got Rick Nash, Paul Stastny, the Sedin brothers, Miko Koivu, Kerry Price. God knows what's going to happen with that. John Tavares. Uh, John oh, yeah. Tavares, Mike Green. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave off a couple of names because, like, Thomas McClanick, I don't think he's going to draw that much no. interest unless he <laughs> lights it up. Uh, Joffrey Lupul will be gone. He'll uh, Evander Kane is up. Valtteri Filpula, who's kind of on. James Neal will need new deals, so he could he'd be another guy that will get a lot of attention. Man, Ryan Close's contract is up this year. I thought <laughs> I didn't even know he was alive. So, think, <laughs> is he still the Devils? Yep, still oh with the Devils. He's working for the Devils now, isn't he? I don't know. I'm pretty sure uh-huh. he is. Um, you got Halak, Jack Johnson. JBR is because of his cap, it's lower. Patrick Hornfist is up. Mark Edward Vlasic will most likely get re-signed by, by San Jose. Then you got Craig Anderson, Tyler Bozak. I think Bozak is kind of in a similar situation where unless he takes less money, he's going to be gone. And we we go down the list. It, it's actually once you get down that list, like it, it does get a bit w- weaker. So I would think if you're looking at wingers, Cam Fowler too. Can't Fowler, but he's going to likely resign because. And Car- John Carlson. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody says these guys could resign. You never know. I, I think like, Fowler, like Anaheim, has moved around so much. Kyle Turris, another guy. Kyle Turris. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good amount of names. Cam Atkinson. Well, it's what, comparing it to this year, this is that's like a stud class compared yeah. to what we got, yeah, what Martin they have to offer. With the Sharks, Michael Backlund, who yeah. was up for the, the Selkie. So. The next year's class is pretty decent, but I, I would think when you're looking at targets for teams, JBR might be that number one that will have probably the most interest, I think, just because he's been pretty consistent. He's put up points. He can be a top-line guy. Um, another guy, and I, I I was looking at this yesterday because when I was trying to figure out the, the, all these rumors with the Leafs, Tyler Bozak, he's been a trooper for the Leafs. He's been dragged through the dirt. With the way some of the comments about him not being a number one star, which was true, it's, but it's true, not though. really his fault. <laughs> it wasn't. It's just like no, they didn't really have anybody else, so they just put him there. Do you see a similar situation with Bozak, where you either trade him or he walks? No, 
I think he stays. I think. Yeah. Do you think he stays? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think the, like you know, like I don't, don't not to knock on Bozak. I think the, um, the desire and intrigue is completely different when you look at at uh, JVR and Bozak. I think Bozak would be a lot more likely to to take that deal, or to sorry to take like a lower cap hit deal to stay on the team, just because you know like he's been he's been on he's been on the lease since what, like two thousand and nine two thousand eight. Something uh like yeah Some, yeah right and you know like ever like, since phil was here yeah exactly here. you know he's been there for the, through the long haul and and he's you know he's playing where he's supposed to be now like he's on he's that that third line or second line. i don't know i don't know how you want to how you want to deem it because uh, it's martyr it, kind of complicates things so i don't know but, it's, a, uh, it's the sa- it, i would call it the sa- yeah it, it's a third it's the third line technically in yeah. terms of so yeah so i think i think bozak is if like if i'm betting money on it i'd i'd bet more on bozak staying than jvr just because i think that the leafs are going to use jvr to acquire a big piece that they can use for the future okay we'll get back to bozak when we get through the cap stuff Let's talk about some of these targets. We we came up with some names. Um, do we want to start with forwards or defensemen? I think defensemen might be the best option considering that's yeah, one that needs the most. Okay. Yeah. I have three names here, like three single names that we talked about before we recorded. Number one was Matt Dumba. That was the one that everybody in the room wanted. We wanted him even when the expansion draft was going on we thought Vegas would take him and then trade him for something else I, I still think that would have been a better option than what they did yeah, yeah but they just by looking at it on how many defensemen they have so yeah I, I trust that they they know what they're doing well yeah I mean George McPhee's been doing pretty well especially with his draft um what type of play, like when you look at Dumba wh- what is what is he for this what would he be for this Leafs team Probably top pair guy. Yeah. Top pair guy. For okay. Sure. So, the co- the thing about him is he he needs a new contract. Mm-hmm. So, not only do you have to trade for him, you also have to resign him. Yeah, that's well, why I think it would be cheaper than what people think. So, what would what would a cost be for Matt Dumba if you're Minnesota, who says that they're they haven't really heard much out of them, but it looks like they should be moving a defenseman because they got other holes to fill. And that that's a team that can't afford to go into next season and have I don't even think they like have that. that much cap space. I believe they have about 9 million to sign two restricted two big uh two big restricted free agents among other guys. Guys like uh Nino Niederreiter and and uh Mike Mikael Granlund and Granlund just put up I think about 70 points, so he's probably going to get unless they bridge him, he should get about 6 or 7 million dollars. Well, obviously, we talked about Koivu being a free agent UFA next season. Uh, so the two RFAs, yeah, Nina Ryder and Granlin were the two. They're two RFAs. Nina Ryder's name has been out on the on the trade block as well, just because they have so much involved. It's, like their defense, that's where they put. I think they have five defensemen signed at twenty three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got Suter, Spurgeon, Brodeen, Scandella. Dumba. Uh, well, Dumba, yeah, is signed for this season. He would need a contract next season. So I, it was my my fault on that one. But he's going to need a new deal regardless. That's something you have to, a team that's going to acquire him has to consider. This season he's signed for 2.55 because he got a bridge deal, yeah, mm-hmm. which we are all against. And we're going to get Well, we're against the, it for superstars, but I think for middling yeah. players it's okay. Yeah. Is he a middling? you find him as a middling player, Dumba? 
I mean, he just hadn't proven a lot, so it was kind of like a proven deal, a prove it deal for both. Mm-hmm. And they kind of identified what he was because he hadn't played that much, and obviously he put up like 35 points and had like 11 goals. He's not a superstar. He, he's a good player, but he's not a superstar. And you know why he's not a superstar on that team? Because they have so many guys above him. Yeah, and yeah. they have tons of guys in their system that are coming up. Guys like Mike Riley, who was the the highly touted UFA free agent from Columbus. Uh, he played in there. He's an NHL defenseman. He's mm-hmm. been playing in Iowa for a while. Um, they just re-signed uh, Olafson, and you know why else would they re-sign a guy if they don't think he's going to be an NHL player? So. Uh, outside of that, they're currently five deep anyway. So, so, yeah. so what would the if the Leafs are making an offer for Dumba? Where is it starting? What would be your offer to start with? In terms of like to trade for him, or? to trade from? Well, that's because the contract wouldn't be relevant right now. It would be relevant mm-hmm. next season. If you traded for Dumba, what would that cost you, or what should it cost you? I don't know. You look at you look at uh, Minnesota right now. They have. A lot of good forwards, but they don't have many elite guys. I mean, they're really deep, as you saw with who they lost and who was protected and unprotected in the expansion draft. You know, they got Charlie Coyle, a Zucker, and, you know, Granlin, Niederreiter. Uh, Parisi's still there and is a good player. Eric Stahl had a great year. Um, and they got young kids coming up, you know, Eric Sinek, you know, uh, all those five prospects that they had in the World Juniors, uh, Kaprizov, Kirli Kaprizov, um, Luke Cunnan. I mean, they're a really deep team uh, up front. But for me, I think it's got to be cap space. I'm, I'm wondering if the Leafs would go out and with the excess cap space they have now, they would try and do a, dra- a uh, revolving around Dumba. But you also have to take back, you know, Pominville's contract because he's, you know, he's not a great player, but he's making, I think, five point six over the next yep. couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Five point six over the next two years. You know, it's been bandied that they've been trying to get out of that contract, and, you know, maybe you you use the next two years of cap space that we have before we have to sign uh, all those young players. And How many more years is uh Pominville have? Two more. Now, but this that, is the thing yeah. with Pominville. He has a modified no trade, and he has a no movement clause. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. So that's it's that, not like we're Arizona, though. Yeah, like yeah. That. It, that is true. I mean, will he? We've seen guys not want to waive their no trade to come especially, to Toronto, especially, especially to, to Toronto, because what what what, <laughs> that, what ends up happening to them? Thing. I yeah. keep forgetting about that. Uh, I mean, he's thirty four. He's making five point six over the next two years. Look, if you're not good enough, and you're making enough money that that Do shouldn't be. Although he did, was it Palmerville that had had the financial issues? No, um, or was it, or was it Van? No, it wasn't Vanek. No, it was Vanek. It was Vanek. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. the guy with the game. I always guy. get, I always get those two confused for yeah. some reason. <laughs> he was on the Wild, but they okay. somehow, they, I think they bought him. They out. bought him out. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at, I mean, Erickson. Uh, so Erickson Eck is on there for for two more seasons before he's an RFA. Uh, Jason Zucker needs a new deal next season. Yep. Uh, they they luckily have Coyle's probably going to need a new deal. Coyle yeah. needs a new deal. Actually, he signed for the next three seasons. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, is the one that needs a deal next season. Yeah. Dubinick is actually signed for the next four seasons. Yeah. They got him at a good cap it there. They have Alex Stalock as the backup next season. Good luck with that one. Ex-lead uh, for about what? 
about seven days or something like that. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I mean, when I see, I think what that was what Minnesota was sh- maybe hoping to do. I mean, we talked about uh, Brodeen was the guy that they were thinking about trading. Uh, he he makes about four point, like not even four point two million. So he was a guy they were also looking to move, and he was you know twenty three year old defenseman. I mean, you're only moving a guy like that if you're a you got a guy to replace him, and b if you need to move some some money. So I I, I do agree that I think Minnesota needs to move some move some contracts. And they have some better lefties ab- above him, guys like uh, um, yeah. Marco Scandella and Ryan Suter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Minnesota is an interesting one. I think I th- there's a lot of teams that think that they can get more for a guy and they're just holding on. We're going to get to one of those teams in a second in Colorado uh, when we talk about a certain player that has been linked to the Leafs. I'm not going to name names just yet. We'll do a little tease on that one. But, okay, this was another guy we talked about. Uh, Michael, Michael Stone, uh, he's a UFA. He was... Traded from Arizona to Calgary because Calgary thought they were going to be a team that could compete in the playoffs, <laughs> which uh, wasn't. I don't think that really worked out the way they expected it's it not to. Their fault they ran into Anaheim, <laughs> who they haven't beaten in Anaheim since I was like one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So th- this is an interesting one because Stone, w- we don't project him to be a high level defenseman. He's a five. He's yeah, a five. Four or five. Yeah. He's a four or five, so he is a UFA. So he's going to have, and because he's a UFA, because he's a right-handed shot, he's likely going to get overpaid by a team. Uh, his cap hit this, so his most recent cap hit was one point one five. He's going to get probably. Oh, sorry, three. Yeah. Sorry, it was one point one five. Then he got four million dollars. Okay. Yeah, yeah he signed a one-year four million dollar contract with Arizona. Didn't really get. He's probably going to look at like five. Times five. Five mm-hmm. times five. Something like that. Yeah. So we're gonna give a big nay on that one. You yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Not. Yeah. You're not gonna give a five. Like, like for example, if you bring in Stone, like, like what would you put him in the top four? No. I. I would. Mean, yeah, you would. Yeah. I mean, if you're paying him that much, you're putting him in the top four. But then he's making the same amount of money as Riley. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. But Riley was yeah. Riley was signed to a pretty decent contract. He didn't exactly. have yeah, much that, leverage. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, I think when it comes to Leafs defensemen, I think I I don't know I don't know if they're actually like doing this, but I think they may have like an imaginary bar set at what Riley's making. You know what I mean? So like I think for example, unless you're if a better player. yeah, exactly, unless you're a better player. So like say for example, if we were able to trade for for um for Dumba, who's an RFA, and then sign him, what would you give him? Probably around the same deal. Around the same yeah. as my, and you know what? You'd be comfortable doing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, yeah. So I think, so I think for like for a player like Michael Stone, if he wants five million, then you know, peace. Yeah. So <laughs> we're gonna kind of say no, not because of, I, I just think it's because of demand for for a guy like him. So this is another guy who is not a UFA. He was linked to the well. I'm gonna say he was linked to the lease, but he is a. He is a right-handed shot defenseman, because that's what the Leafs need. Um, Jason Demers, so he recently signed with Florida. Uh, with a, you know, he has a cap hit of five point four million dollars. Yeah. Okay. So around that level. So around that level. So obviously, it helps that he's already signed. So you already know what the contract's going to be for him. 
he did put up his second best, I guess, I guess you could say second best career numbers in points with 28. I mean, he's, well, Demers is an interesting one. A lot of people, I think, look at him because of, you know, whole, they look at the whole advanced stats, the fact that he's not, you know, he's a pretty decent player when it comes to shot suppre- suppression. It's a new big thing now. Get I know your hero charts. <laughs> your hero <laughs> charts. Uh, Florida, though, had a pretty down year, and they're—I well, wouldn't say they're in shambles, but they're an organization that that needs to retool a little I bit. I mean, you just heard what uh, Pierre LeBron was saying that they, you know, they wanted to cut costs by about ten million dollars because they're they were a cap team, and yeah, you know, they're obviously not big in that market, but. Um, he said they were trying to cut $10 million. That's why they, they packaged a guy, really valuable player in Marshall, who's making nothing uh, with Riley Smith just to protect the rest of their team. So, I yep. mean, I think that saved them about $5 million getting Riley Smith off the off the cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy scored 30 goals. You lost two yeah. guys that scored, scored you 30 goals. So, when you look at the salary structure of Florida, they're paying Ekblad seven and a half. Deservedly so. Yeah. Yandel's making six point three five million. Yeah, that's mm. a bad number. That's bad. And Demers, he has a, he has a no move on. So Demers's salary, because you know when you look at, because when you look at Florida, salary means quite a bit for them. He's making five point four in salary, but his cap hit is four point five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty manageable cap hit if you're like a, a team like the Leafs. He signed for the next four years, so. If you're the Leafs, what's your interest? Is it a mild interest? I'd be mild because you know he's you know 29 and he'll be 30 going into next season probably, mm-hmm. and it depends on the cost. If it's nothing and they're just trying to cut cut salary, I'd be all over, I'd be all for it. But I mean, it it really ends up being what is it going to cost me? Because if it's yeah. a high price, I wouldn't. Now yeah. Florida, what's their obvious? What's their, what's their obvious need? Their obvious need, I think, is goal scoring. Goal scoring. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just traded away goal scoring. They just traded, scoring. The best, <laughs> they best, just traded their goal scorer. I mean, Huberto is finally going to be healthy, hopefully, this season. Um, he's finally going to be healthy. Barkov, you're hoping, is going to be a bit better this season. Uh, Vincent Trocek is, is a pretty decent player. Nick Bustad, uh, he's an okay. I mean, he's pretty decent and then you got they don't have a lot of guys signed like they're forwards they have Vanek that's going to be a free agent Yager is going to be a free agent um, and then you got on defense you got Kindle who's going to be UFA who's probably going to be gone you got two RFAs and Petrovic and Pisic. so they don't have a lot to go with here and I think their prospects are not I mean you don't really hear about Panthers prospects no, they got no. some nice guys, no. but it's 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 because they're in Florida. You don't really hear much. About <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. So, if you're the Leafs and you want to get a guy like Demers, can you try to, you know, tell them we'll take this contract off your hands, we'll give you something half decent, but we're not going to overpay for a guy like him. Cool. What would be the offer? Would you do just a draft pick, or maybe like a lesser prospect, like a like a guy like a Janssen or something like that, yeah. um, who could help them on the wings? Because, you know. They're outside, set down the middle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. outside of guys like yeah. Jace Howerluck and uh, obviously Owen Tippett, they just took and, and Jared McCann. They're not really that deep on on uh, forward prospects. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
that's a guy that we can kind of keep our our eyes on. Um, I don't know how much how willing Florida is to move a guy like him, but he's a guy to look at. I mean, look, when you're looking at defense, you're not always going to be looking at the most sexy names. I'm going to say that I'm going to use that word because I think that's kind of what people are thinking the Leafs are going to try to get, but realistically, it's not there. No. So, I think if they they just got to go with safe guys that that don't do too much, you just know what they're gonna they're gonna give you every night. I think Demers is a guy like that that could work for them. Yeah. We're gonna get into a little fun now because the defense is not much there, but all of a sudden everything just gets all crazy when you mention forwards, especially three names because they're Canadian guys. One of them is from Ontario, or sorry, two are from Ontario. These are the fours, guys, where we got Matthew Shane, Joe Thornton, and Patrick Marlowe. I don't know where the Matthew Shane rumor started. I think it was Pierre Maguire. Pierre Maguire started it. <laughs> I mean, you got to love Pierre's enthusiasm. Are we actually realistically thinking that the Leafs are interested in getting Matthew Shane? No. Um, I would doubt it. I don't know, though. Like, like I, that's the one. Is it because the Leafs don't have many centers, and that's or just like I, I don't get where the rumors started. I mean, to add a guy like Duchesne would be great. Mm-hmm. He but, would be a, a great replacement for a guy like like a Bozak. Yeah, yeah, because he's really good on on uh, faceoffs. I'm pretty sure he was the second best faceoff guy in the league last year. I mean, when he played for Mike Babcock in the Olympics, and he he likes him. He likes yeah. him, and he liked him in his defensive role. Yeah. Not offensively, and he's an offensively talented guy. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't like when you hear that. I would like for the Leafs to, to go and take a swing at him, but is this something that when you look at what the Leafs needs, it doesn't make sense, obviously. Yeah, but the co- with the cost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like even dating back to the trade deadline, like what was like when Duchesne was linked to um, was linked to Montreal, like Sakic wanted Sergachev. And like they're always they're so it seems like whatever deal they want in trading Duchesne, they want like the team's top to, top defensive prospect. Okay, so so the the we brought up the the Avalanche and how they're one of the teams that seems unwilling to make a trade when they're supposed to be making a trade. Mm-hmm. Like like when the Leafs traded Kessel, what was what was the number one reaction? Didn't get enough. Didn't get enough, or did we get enough for him? Yeah. Are the Leafs complain? Are Leaf fans complaining about what they got for Kessel now? No, nope. they got arguably, they pretty much got uh, the goalie out of it, Freddie Anderson. Yeah. And they got you know a useful piece in Kapanen. So okay, yeah. so if you are a Colorado Avalanche fan, you are pleading. I think you're pleading with Joe Sakic to do something, get something to stockpile what is probably the one of the most bare prospect prospects cabinet in the NHL. One of them. Yeah. Easily. Like, there's a reason why they're looking for a team's top defensive prospect because they don't don't have have one. Well, they do now. Well, they do. Kale McCarr. Yeah. Yeah. Kale McCarr is a good player. It just took them. two years away probably from them. So, So, and and they had to be pretty bad. They couldn't even get the guy. They couldn't even get the top pick. Yeah. Like, McCarr was not even what they were probably wanting to get. For them, I mean, I don't know what he's looking for. He's trying to get two NHLers. Like, he, Why this has got a generational defense prospect is up for grabs at number one? I would tank. <laughs> you know, a team that th- this bad they have forty points. Yeah, I yeah. don't even know how that's possible. 
you're, you have. I know. I found it funny because uh, TSN was talking about we were watching some videos on, you know, Colorado losing one of their best goaltenders. Yeah, they lost their best goaltender. Yeah, they lost yeah. their best goaltender, and they were one of the worst teams. teams in the league. I mean, Pickard did play well with Canada. He's a good goalie, yeah. but I mean, when you're looking at Colorado, they I think the deal from the Islanders was Hamnick and a, one. a, a first. That's mm-hmm. a lot. I, I don't know how how that's not something they wanted. Yeah. Like you want somebody younger who's 26 years old. Exactly. I don't know. I, I guess they're looking for they're looking, 21-year-old. They're looking they for like – don't exist. As Omar yeah. saying, they were looking for a Sergachev. I guarantee Montreal just said, we'll give you Sergachev. Just Sergachev. Yeah. They de- that's probably what they said. And they know we need a draft pick too. I guarantee that's what Colorado – Or they too. probably asked for Galchenyuk too, and knowing Jordan's Colorado. A better player, so. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Montreal somehow actually made a somewhat know. smart decision on they that They kind of just have to bite the bullet and just do it because – you know, the end of last season for his, not only the team but for Duchesne himself, he was terrible. I mean, they he's looking for a price like he's a bona fide number one center. The guy had 40 points and was like a minus 35. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he had one goal in his final 30 games. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he's only had – okay, the first two seasons he had 81 and 80 He's a really good played. player. He'll probably – on a good team, yeah. he's probably 65, 70 points. Like on Nashville, he's Easily. probably getting you 70 points. So Nashville yeah. is obviously the team that's – been I mean we've heard they've yeah. called multiple times. It makes sense, and they're trying to they're trying to get one of the defensemen from Nashville. But why didn't you accept Hamannick? They're the same age, you know. All the guys in on Nashville are you know twenty five, twenty six, mm-hmm. twenty seven. Hamannick's twenty six, and you say no to that? Exactly. I mean, and they're offering they're probably offering their top defense prospect Dante Fabro, who's a really good player on the Canadian World Junior Team. He's projected to be you know top four defenseman. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't know what he's looking for. And so, like, this is where, as to bring it back to the Leafs, what the heck would the Leafs even offer for a Matt I, Duchesne? I, I have no idea. Because yeah. it have the, to be just picks. It would have to be picks, and even if they ask for a defensive prospect, are you trading a Travis Dermott? Probably ask for Lilligren. Yeah. And then, <laughs> after what Leafs fans, the reaction from that weekend, like he's probably the most untouchable prospect. Yeah, that'd the be the fastest has. phone call ever. So. We're we're basically gonna say Matt Duchesne is a no because the Leafs, I just yeah. don't really see the fit. Don't I see the fit. I think he goes out west or the Islanders. Okay, mm-hmm. so we think the Islanders will somehow. Yeah. I, I th- yeah. I'm thinking it's Nashville. I think so Same. too. Nashville yeah. or because they were saying I, they were I, saying when David Poyle gets gets a, gets a liking for a guy, he usually gets him. I mean, it yeah. Going out and getting Johansson and getting PK Subban, he's tra- mm-hmm. he's made some pretty ballsy trades so. Yeah, and I think Dark Horse teams are like Columbus and Carolina. Those are teams yeah, that Yeah, Carolina that makes a lot of sense. They have a they have a, pa- a player back there that they could use. Uh, Noah Hannafin maybe. You know, he's That's true. They he have hasn't s- been that good, but, but he has yeah. the pedigree of we, first round. We talked about it. That team has what, five defensemen not signed next season? Yep. Yeah. They have to resign almost their entire blue line. Yeah. So, I think yeah, I think if you're Carolina and you're looking for a forward I think you should be. They should be offering Hannafin for Duchesne. Okay, bringing it back to the Leafs again because we always, we. I mean, it's fun talking about the other teams, but this was started what two weeks ago by Elliot Friedman. Yeah, he yeah. didn't even okay. And Elliot's and it, it kind of blew up. Elliot didn't say the Leafs were interested in these two players. He just suggested it would be a good idea, and then it kind of just. Took off from there. So Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. Uh, we know 
both these guys are established NHL players. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. both free agents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh San Jose like if they if San Jose really wanted them back, I honestly think they would have already been signed by now. Yeah, they kind of I don't know. They, that's another GM I don't really know with um Doug Wilson Doug when Wilson. he's he trying kinda, to do He kind of plays hardball with his players <laughs> and I feel like they hate him. Well, well, yeah. well, well Thorne has Thorne, come yeah. out Thorne, and yeah. said that he hates him. <laughs> yeah. But in, in the, I think that was just like a like a kind of respect thing. Like he hates him, but he kind of respects respect him. Because yeah. yeah. he's been there for – I mean, I I wrote in my article, they've been there for 10, se- like 10 seasons. Thorne's been there for 10. Marlowe's been there for his entire career. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Marlowe was once the captain. You took the C from Marlowe. Then Thornton was your captain. Then you took the C from him. Still, the fact that those two players hilarious. are still there, I don't. <laughs> the balls to pull that is pretty. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty big. So they make the Stanley Cup Finals in Peter Boer's first season, and then of obviously this season it didn't. They got, they lost Edmonton or pretty much lost to Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Yeah. Yeah. And Cam Talbot. The Leafs' interest. In these two guys, I, I, when I looked at it, it kind of does make sense. More so Marlowe than Thornton. Yeah. Because yeah. Marlowe is a left winger. Austin Matthews does not have a capable left winger playing with him right yeah. now. Nope. Marlowe, people look at his age as, you know, he's 38. He can still skate. That can guy still can fly. Yeah. I watched a lot of YouTube clips of, of him. That guy. He's probably one of the best skaters I've seen in, since Beret. And his defense, too, on the wing. Like, if you're the Leafs, I know Thorne, they're, they're, and LeBron, I think it was LeBron. No, it was Craig Cousins, I said. Both players are kind of trying to work on a deal together to go, which kind of makes sense. Those guys have been almost, like, tied to the hip for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. But if you're the Leafs, what are you offering those two guys? Because we know what they want. They don't care really about the money. They care about the term. term. These older players care about the term. Are you comfortable giving those two players term? No. Two years. Two years. That's yeah. what I suggested was two, two years. years. But they probably want. Oh no, they probably want more than that. So Thornton wanted. Thornton wanted free. He wanted three. That was back earlier in the year. Yeah. He just had a major knee injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ACL and MCL thing. And he yeah. played with it. But so he's not really a guy that's ever a big been skater. A and skater. And all, uh, yeah, uh-huh. but. Uh-huh. But still a great defensive player. Yeah. yeah he's, he's a really good player. It's so. just, yeah, I think just the fear of it is just, like, you see the age, like, 35 over. So what does that mean? So God forbid anything happens, at least sign him. There's nothing you can do. Like, that full that full cap hit is on. You're still is on, him. Right? So yeah. I think that's that's the main that's the main thing. And then, so if we're talking about Thornton, like, where's, where's Thornton playing if we do sign him? You're moving Bozak down to the fourth line. If you're keeping Bozak, if you're keeping Bozak, I just mm. don't see him coming here. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. I think he's going. You know what somebody? You know what somebody suggested was L.A. Yeah, yeah and true. but they they have Kopitar. Are you moving Jeff Carter to the wing? No, no, no. So he would be the third line center there. They've done that with older guys before, with you know, with Lecavier and stuff like that. So. Well, yeah. Lecavier was a little different. I, yeah. I think he was, he was just looking at. Chase one last cup. Thornton wants to play for another couple of years. So when I mean, I I like Joe. I've always liked Joe Thornton. He was, I mean, he's not the guy that put up 125 points back, you know, 
10 years ago. But boy, can you make a pass. Remember that year? Jonathan Chichu playing, getting 50 points. So much that they put up 120 points. Now, I mean, the last time he's put anything, he he has 70. Sorry, he had 82 points the year before. Yeah, I know. I think he might have led the league in assists. He has 63 assists. No, it didn't. I don't think even think it led the league. Uh, there was one year though that he was like uh, there, he was up there. It wasn't that that was too far out, far ago. Maybe so, like. I've I've always liked Joe Thornton. We're just kind of saying it's the same thing with Duchesne. The fit is you would have to move somebody out to make it make it work. Yeah, I I was saying if you move if you're not sold on keeping Bozak, you move him. But we're kind of also saying Bozak is a guy you would try to keep. Yeah, he didn't have his career high in points last year. Yes, he did. So, Patrick Marlowe. Let's talk about this guy for a second because somehow he's still able to put up 27 goals. Yeah. yeah. And he he <laughs> had a rough start to the year. Yeah, yeah. And then there was this one point where he just went off. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, obviously we talked about the skating. We talked about the defense. But why does it make so much sense for the Leafs? People are saying they should be going younger, keep with the plan. Is this sticking with the plan to get a guy like Marlowe? Okay, we'll ask you one question. So Matthews has sixty nine points, right? Mm-hmm. How many how many assists did he have? Twenty Well he had forty he had forty, 40 goals, 40. so he had twenty nine assists. Yeah. Right? Okay. So obviously okay, so if you look at the per, the people playing on his line, Nylander, that's obviously he's saying he's seeing on the line. And it's been well established the Hyman isn't isn't capable and shouldn't be on that first line anymore. No, if you put more if you put Marlowe on that first line Maybe he gets 95 points. Exactly. Okay, so... You, know, you have a player with speed, <laughs> defense, and who can finish. I, you know? I can't remember how many times that he had just complete wide-open shots and he just muffed it. Like, so he yeah. passed him a, a, a peach, and he, he would just... <laughs> I mean, the worst was, was against Pittsburgh in the final game when he just fanned on that shot so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the likelihood that he leaves San Jose? Because that's a guy that's played higher than it's ever been before. Yeah, yeah. Because he's played almost nineteen years. Because they're also kind of no man's land, where you know that's the worst place to be, and they're yeah. they've always been you know really good, and this might be one of the first times that they miss. They yeah. have two big contracts, bigger contracts to sign. Martin Jones needs a new deal, yeah. and he is going to get what at least six million a yeah, year. Probably. Yeah. Vlasic, who's arguably the number two defenseman behind Burns, he's getting what six, what seven, six yeah, seven. He, yeah, he got. A, I think he might have gotten eight. I checked that. Okay. He well, Burns Burns resigned, but yeah, Vlasic hasn't. Yeah, Vlasic. Yeah. So Vlasic would be a guy that makes what six? Yeah, if he makes friendly deal. five now. So yeah, that's he's looking for sense. a raise. So I, I actually do understand why. I mean, teams are going after Marlow pretty aggressively. I think the Leafs should be one of the more aggressive ones. Yeah. Because, and I remember people saying with the whole going young, playing the young guys in those plots, they got Brian Boyle last season when they could have just kept Freddie Gauthier at the fourth line center. They want the veteran guys because you need experience when you go in the playoffs. Obviously, you'll get experience when you get there. Some of the young players did get it. But you also need guys that can kind of carry the load too and Marlowe I think is the perfect guy to do it yeah exactly it's not it's not just about getting young anymore it's about getting good or getting better sorry that's the better grammatically to say <laughs> but, um 
So you know, like yeah, obviously you know you want to stay you want to stay young and stuff like that, and you know, and and bring in the young talent and stuff. But if you have someone you can add that can that can be a like a, a key contributor to your team, then why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, like and Marlowe's not like the typical thirty-seven and thirty-seven year old that we're dealing with. You know, he he can play. So. No, if, I mean you you can't yeah. just have young guys on your no. team. Look at yeah. how terrible. You know Buffalo and and the Arizona Coyotes are, and look at what the Coyotes did. They added some older veterans. They added a 31 year old uh, defenseman in Jamerson, a 27 year old in in Stepan, and a 29 year old in in a Ranta. Yeah, Ranta. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're the Leafs. You're offering Marlowe a contract. What are you offering him? I'd say nine million over two, two years. years. Nine million over two years. Yeah. It's the t- yeah for sure. It's, it's the goals. term. Yeah. yeah okay. It's, it's the term that they have to take take in consideration. Just because they at least have that. So window. a four point five million dollar average. That's where we're going with. Do yeah, you know yeah. how much he made this season? Six, right? I don't. I don't know. Do you think? Not think a team is going to want to offer him six over two, like twelve over two years. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's a little. I don't. I think the most he would get would be five million a year. Would you be comfortable giving him five million over two years? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure, hundred percent. So we're we're big on the Marlowe watch. Yeah. That's the guy we're watching yeah. from now until July until July first. At this point, I'm kind of sick of the whole July first free agency thing. I'm like, I want to kind of enjoy my candidate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously it happens during the day, but when you're up in the college, you're going to be wanting to check your phone the entire day to see what's going on. I'll just on. leave it at the end of my dock and, you know, I'll check every hour or so. I'm yeah, not going to be, like, like refreshing the whole time. Unfortunately, yeah. this is where the insiders kind of get a little crazy. I don't know. I don't think it's it's not going to be that huge anyway. Like, like this whole season, they've, they've blown up, like, the trade deadline and, you know, mm-hmm. the what, the couple days before the trade freeze and, like, nothing major went down. No. So... So in terms of lease, you're, you're obviously yeah, you're, you're watching you're watching Marlowe, and then you're probably going to move on to the to another position. So, I mean, I think if you're going to add a winger, you're only I he's the only one that makes sense for me. Yeah, like the other guy, there's not much else. There's not much else out there when I look at wingers, especially like older guys that are kind of tiptoeing down. Marlowe's not a guy I see tiptoeing down and losing a step that much. We kind of neglected this position. Because really, we've the Leafs have kind of neglected this position for many years until this season where they actually had to f- figure out what they were going to do. The back of goalie. Right now, the Leafs don't have one. There are not many good options out there. Yeah, especially yeah. with Mike Condon getting signed. That was yeah, that was kind of that okay. was one of my guys. The NHL, we've looked, we've seen it now. The NHL, if you're a competing team, and you don't have a reliable backup goalie. You're you're in big trouble. Yeah. So, I mean, Chicago just lost their backup in Scott Dolan, but they did a good job of replacing that with, uh, Forsberg, with Forsberg, Forsberg from from Columbus. Islanders, uh, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Ottawa got Condon back. I mean, and he was huge for Ottawa. And Anderson was out. He saved their season. He sa- yeah. yeah, he did. It's unfortunately, like, twenty two games in a row was something like that. Yeah. He was really good. That's who I would have gotten. But yeah. Yeah. A so guy I, I would look at is is. The guy that the guy traded to um, Arizona, Chad Johnson. Yeah. So he missed on because we didn't offer him enough money. Well, you just read my mind. So I have three goalies, three options. Chad Johnson was number one. Mm-hmm. Although Chad Johnson may want a role where he's more of like a 1B type of guy. Cause he, I, I just don't see him ever being that. Well, 
he, I mean, where's he yeah. going to go? Well, okay. Arizona may want to keep him. No. But he's mm-hmm. unlikely to stay. They got Ronta. Ronta but is Ronta going to play? Do they still have yeah. Deming? Deming signed? Uh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Okay, so we're saying. Okay. Well, Johnson. I, was, I think like a team like, like Philly could look at Chad Johnson. Although they he's not better. They need yeah. to get back. Uh, like, I would like to go and get Chad Johnson. He made. I'm just looking at his seller. He made 1.7. Pay that. Pay so him. you're gonna pay that? Pay him two million dollars. I mean, you got yeah. you got a really good goalie, a top ten goalie for like five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we're good on Chad Johnson. I mean, Chad Johnson was he played how many games did he play? He played thirty six and he had a nine ten save percentage. That's good for that's a backup. Yeah, that's pretty with good. Three shutouts too. I mean, look, and he, when he in his last year with Buffalo, and I think he got he got traded. I think that was uh, your. I was no, trying to remember that it wasn't that year. Okay, no. there was that. W- oh, so sorry, he did. So there was the year that he was with Buffalo and he got traded to the Islanders, the year they were trying to tank for McDavid, and I think he got traded out. I don't think so. No, that was um. Or was, that was Lindback? Was it Lindback? Yeah, that was Lindback? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember that? I'll never forget they that. They traded like four goalies. They traded because anybody that made a literally. save, they traded out. So uh, because I was, okay, so you're looking. He played with the Sabers in 2015-16. Yeah, yeah. He had a 9.20 save percentage That's for really Buffalo. Good. So That's really good. So I think yeah, I, I actually like Chad Johnson. Uh, he's he's a good option. Another guy I like too. Another Buffalo goalie because. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a freaking 9.23 same percentage for the Buffalo Sabres, you're a decent goalie in my eyes, and that's Anders Nilsson. Yeah. So Nilsson is coming off a season where he made a million dollars. So, I mean, he had a pretty good season, so he could look for a little more money, but we're pretty comfortable with anything $2 million and under for our backup. Yeah, yeah. $2 million on the high end. Okay, because we're not like Dallas, who spends like $15 million on our goaltending. <laughs> uh a little less now, but yeah. <laughs> the reason, yeah. See, the reason why I like I like Nilsson is he's twenty seven. He's huge. He is. He is. He he's six foot six all the time, as Mac Puck would say. Yeah. Um. So that works. Yeah, I mean, and he was a former third overall, third round pick. Yeah. So like, yeah, like he's, I think in terms of backup goalies, he's probably I guess the quote unquote hot commodity because he he's is. being he's the one being shopped around and like you know. And like meeting with different teams and stuff like that, but I think him, him and Johnson would be two two backup goalies if I'm the least I'm looking into. But like, okay, but like, say for example, if you miss out on those two, would you guys be comfortable with re-signing McElhaney? That's that was the option I was gonna say. Like, okay, look, McElhaney had a nine fourteen save percentage, which mm-hmm. was was not bad. I mean, he also was brought into situations that were god near terrible. <laughs> Um, so that kind of skewed his save percentage a little bit, but I mean, he did when Anderson got was out in that Pittsburgh game. Yeah, he like, he, yeah, he, that, he was the reason why they won that game. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, so so I mean, I think the least would wouldn't be saying a no to Mackley. I think he's like a go around option, mm-hmm. but I just think it's because not many teams in the league are looking for backup goalies as much as the Leafs are probably that they. I think they could be fine with that. All right, we got to move on to our last little part of the segment. Otherwise, Chris is going to kill me with the time. <laughs> That's okay. He's not here. He can't say anything. Yeah. Um, the cap. 
People are getting all okay, and this is where Jake's rant. Yeah. Jake has been waiting very patiently. I'm I'm very I'm, I'm yeah. glad Jake. Good job. Uh, the Leafs have a lot of needs. They have a lot of things they got to get. But everybody is going nuts about the Connor McDavid contract, and Jake has something to say about that. Reach. So yeah. Jake, go go right ahead. No, I mean uh, one of the things that people are talking about. You know, I saw I saw a lot of people commenting on uh, the story by Elliot and. And Elliot was saying that they got a great deal for Connor McDavid, and people are saying, you know, why? How is that? How is that a good deal? You know, that he's getting paid thirteen million dollars. They're not going to be able to afford anybody else around him, and all that stuff. And for me, it's I think it's just a, a bunch of bullshit. I mean, they have the best player on the planet, a twenty-year-old MVP who just put up a hundred points and led them by himself pretty much to a playoff outside outside. Uh, the fact that they have nobody outside of him and Dreisaitl, mm-hmm. and he led them to the playoffs, and they're mad because they got him for eight seasons, and he's getting paid $13 million. I mean, this deal is so much more than just McDavid's worth, and he's, for me, on the open market, he'd get $15 million easily. And, you know, he's, his true value to that city is, is unmatched. For me, he's kind of like LeBron James, to, what is the Cleveland? I mean... He's the reason that that building got built. He's the reason that Chiarelli's there. He's the reason that the coach is there. He's the reason the goalie's there. He's the reason why Gretzky is back in the fold. He's the reason Lucic took them seriously, even though that's kind of that kind of screwed him. Kind of. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's made them into a free agent destination, and that's all because of him. I mean, he's a rare player. He's a generational player. He's once in a twenty-five years type of guy, and you know he's worth every penny. Because he makes everybody around him. You know, people are saying, oh, have fun playing with third liners. He's played with third liners, and he got 130 goals. So, I mean, you know, what's the point? He's Like, his his wingers now are what? Pat Maroon and, and the college kid Kajula, right? Yep. Yeah. He's made them into good players. And, obviously, those guys know that. And they're going to want to take pay cuts to play with a guy like that. Yep. And that's huge. Another thing that people aren't looking at is, you know, percentage of the cap. I think he's at, you know, 17%. Around there. And they talk about that bullshit Crosby Crosby thing. Look at the salary paid to Sidney Crosby, and he's probably getting paid probably $13 million in salary. If he was on the open market, he'd get $14 million. I mean, he signed a back-diving contract, which is illegal now, and they're probably going to get shit for it at the end of it um, because, you know, there's cap recapture penalties and stuff like that. And, I mean, so that you can't even compare it. And that was when the cap was, I think, $15 million less. And that's when the limit for contract term was in eight years. Exactly. Yeah. And it was unlimited. And also we're, lo- we're moving ahead where, you know, revenues are higher than ever. I think they just surpassed $4 billion. Uh, the U.S. TV deal is going to be redone in, in three seasons. That's probably going to jump from $200 million to about, you know, $750 million. If so the U.S. is willing to pay for it, yeah. They just got it. $500 million in expansion money. Uh, they're expanding the game over to China. They just signed a big rights deal with Chinese TV, and they are playing games over in China, so there's going to be more money. Uh, they just got the new Adidas deal flowing in. You know, Maybe you get a, a, a thing where you're putting small ads on the jerseys. You know, you're getting money from that, too. So you know, money's continually flowing in, and it's, it's not something that I would concern myself with right now. Right now you have the best player on the planet, Signed up for eight seasons. He's playing his prime in Edmonton, Alberta. Think about that. I mean, so I don't understand why people are mad about that. And people saying, oh, he's greedy, trying to get the money. 
Imagine looking at the NBA. The New York Knicks just paid Joakim Noah, who I can shoot better from the free throw line. He's getting $18 million a season. I mean, you got to look outside your sport and think, you know, I'm the best player in my league. How am I getting paid less than an eighth man on an NBA team? So that's got to be annoying. And he's also, you know, the NHLPA got him, got on him about this and said, listen, you're the guy. Please make a new, uh, a new level for, uh, for contracts. You know, the level was broken by, uh, you know, Taves and Kane. They were one of the first guys to get over $10 million, and that's big. And now he set a new standard. If you're a superstar player, you're going to get $10 million, and they're well worth it. You know, I think hockey players are probably some of the most underpaid athletes out there. They play a physical game where your career can end at any play. People forget that. You know, you have guys suffering from concussion issues in the NHL as well. It's not just the NFL. And, you know, people – People are just taking limits, saying, "Oh, what's the difference between twelve million and eight million? Well, it's four million dollars. I mean, and I'm not a man that counts another guy's money. So if he's worth it, and he goes out and gets what his true value is, and he he's not, he's not getting his true value. Nope. He should get fifteen million dollars. He should get the max, twenty percent. But you know, I think just the fact that he took less than the max is good enough for me. I, I will say two things." One, the reason why Oilers fans are really mad, because that team is in cap hell. They're boned. Okay. Yeah, that but that's, is, that's, but why, that's, that's why exactly. you're paying your award-winning GM. Exactly. I know. So, let I mean, yes, apparently top five GM in the league, according to some people. Yeah, that's why I destroyed a potential dynasty in okay. Boston. Okay. So, Leon Dreisaitl needs to be signed, too. He's getting 10. He's going to get 9. Okay. Nine. Now, I saw some things on Twitter. Omar, you pointed this out, too. That people are now looking at Tavares. He's going to get 10. And yeah. But people are like, oh, if McDavid gets 13, he should get 12 or he should get 11. Now now people are comparing the McDavid contracts and then saying, yes, that means some players should get are going to be paying higher. That is the whole point of paying McDavid more. You just said it. I, I always said people are always a big thing about you know hockey being a team game. It's all about the team. It's all about the team. But guess what? Your star players, some place in the States don't take hockey seriously because their star players are not being paid what they should be being paid. You look at the NBA, the best example is their star players are not going to give their team breaks because guess where the money is going? If it's not going to the players, it's going to someone else. It's going to someone else. It's going to the teams. So, and it's going to the executives of the NHL who are going to have another lockout because of some stupid contracts that could be coming out or, you know, the players want to go to the Olympics. So players are going to start rebelling against the NHL for this reason, that A, they're going to want to get the money because they're not getting what they want in going to the Olympics. I mean, World Cup of Hockey will put some money in their pockets, but it's not what they want with the Olympics. So I I don't think – I'm totally on board with the McDavid thing. He should be getting paid. And the reason why Lee fans are getting worried – for our, our players. It's our yeah. players. But guess but what? I don't yeah. think it has any effect on it. it. Not at all. Exactly. You know what? We look at the Leafs. It's not about one player. And Lou Larmola has, has said this, and Shanahan has said this from the beginning. It is not about the player on the back. It's about the crest on the front. And when you look at Edmonton, unfortunately, it's about the guy on the back. Because that's the way that team is set up. It's McDavid, it's Drysdale, and it's Talbot. Yeah. Those are the three guys that make up that team. You pay those guys what they want. 
and you got to figure out a way to build around them. They have failed to do that so far because they've had to trade Everly because that contract is ridiculous. They signed Lucci's to ridiculous money. Talbot, when he signs, they're going to have to move somebody else. When they sign Dry uh, Saddle, Nuja Hopkins is probably the next one gone. So that's what happens when you don't draft properly and outside bring in yeah. outside of the first round and plug in players that are, make less money like the Leafs are doing right now to get it done. So Leaf fans, if you're getting worried about this whole McDavid thing, you have probably the best capologist on on your staff in Printum that will make sure that this cap does not go to hell because they've already miraculously saved so much money on the cap with the LTIR, yeah. moving Phaneuf, moving Kessel's contract, moving Clarkson. Clarkson. Moving Clarkson. So if you're worried about the Leafs cap, this is not the Leafs management from you know even five, three, five years ago. This is a totally new regime. We're going to look at this cap right now. Okay. I think I think that contract, the only one it affects would be Matthews because yeah. he's yeah. a legit number one center. I mean, anybody that thought, oh, he's going to only get nine, now he's going to get 11. No. no. You know who's you know who his uh, agent is? Pat Brisson, CAA Sports. I mean, that's the biggest agency in the world. He's going to get he's going to get his player money. Yep. Literally. And he's the guy that signed the Taves deals. He's Crosby's agent. He's got all those guys. He's a Malkin's agent. He's going to get all of them paid. He's going to get ten and a half million dollars. And you know what? We haven't had a number one center in fifteen years. I'll happily yeah. pay him ten and a half. Million Look, dollars. when Matt Sundin was here, he was not whatever he was getting paid <laughs> he was, was not was enough. Not, yeah, and there was no salary cap for the majority of the time that Sundin was here. Exactly. Yeah. So, Lee fans, if we're complaining about what we're paying our number one center, just stop. Literally, because we've been we've been complaining for how many years we don't have one. So yeah. let's look at this cap because, I mean, the Leafs have a pretty decent situation. Um, Anderson is signed for the next four years. Your number one goalie slot is taken care of. Yep, okay, yep. getting five million dollars for a number one goalie, a bona fide that starter. Actually, that's actually a steal that's a now. dream. That's actually a, that's a dream. Yeah. Because okay. you look at around the league, Lundqvist makes like eight points. Price, Price is going to make like ten. Price is going to get ten. Yeah. And if Montreal fans have a problem with that, look at what Carey Price has done for your team the last few years. Okay, so s- just shut up. Um, we look at contracts that are coming off the books after this season because people are not worried about this season. Leafs have like with the LTIR, they have about we said nineteen, about eighteen, nineteen million dollars in cap space. That's without signing the RFA's and the UFA's. That they potentially want, yeah. but that's fine. You got William Nylander. That's the first big contract. And Omar, you've ta- you've touched upon this before in your article. Nylander, when you when you look at Nylander, they're pumping his tires, but they're not pumping his tires to what a Matthews is. Mm-hmm. No, so he's not, and he's, he's a winger too. So. He's yeah. a winger. So if we're looking at a contract for him, and I think Jake, you were in about the seven million dollars. I, said, six, six, I yeah. said if you throw. You know, fifty million dollars, eight years. You know, fifty million dollars at his face. Yeah. It's going to be pretty hard to say no. It's going to be hard for a exactly. twenty-one-year-old kid. And the, and his agent will be like, "That's dope. Sign yeah. it." Eight yeah. years, seven, seven and a half million. Yeah, I think him and Martin will have the same contract. Yeah, like I think even looking at this at the big three, like uh, Jake, you're talking about this off um off air. If you can get those three signed to like the range of like twenty-five to thirty million, then yeah. you're then you're set. Exactly. We, so. And there was also, I don't even know. Should I bring this up? We were t- we had a little, we had some comments on Omar's Twitter account before we went oh, on to air. Oh yes, people complaining 
or not complain. They're saying that the Leafs have three guys that are making three. I'm They're sorry, it's just three, just three million, three million dollars. dollars to the cap, and then what do we just go through with the bonus overages? Uh, six million dollars. Six yeah, million dollars. Five point NHL record. Yeah, NHL I broken. I think before it was the Boston oh, Bruins. Was, was it the Bruins? I it was, was the Bruins. Yeah, with uh, a Ginla, right? Uh, no, it was Bruins. <sighs> what year was that? It was a. <laughs> I have to look at the year. Somebody yeah. had tweeted that out. The Penguins were were on yeah. the list too. Yeah. So. There was that comment about – I think people don't really understand how good the lease cap situation is Yeah. until you actually look at it. Look, Nathan Horn's contract is non-existent. Like, that Equals counts on the cap, but it gets erased yeah. when when they get to the level, like, up into where they have to take his cap it off. Lupul's is gone next season. Mm-hmm. So after this se- this upcoming season, he's gone. Nazem Kadri would be the highest. Nazem Kadri is the highest paid forward on this team right now that plays. And people, and just a reminder, people were pissed when when he signed that extension. Now yep. and now he's a thirty. Yeah, that's, a that's making four and a half million dollars. The Florida Panthers would love to be paying a guy yeah. four and a half million dollars it's to score stupid. thirty goals. It's like it's ridiculous. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they just traded away a guy who scored thirty goals and he was making seven hundred thousand. So I don't think. People should be complaining about that. JVR is making 4.25. I mean, he's the guy that's going to – I wouldn't even say he's a cap casualty. It's just they just have other guys that are more a bigger priority than him, and th- he's going to want more money, and he's going to have to go get it somewhere else. Yeah. Okay? So people that's probably where people are getting a little antsy with. Bozak's making 4.2. That likely drops in the next contract because of the role, and he's he's getting older. Once you get older – your cap hit should be dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Komarov is done after next season, but, I mean, this team loves Komarov. He loves the Leafs. I, I can't see him wanting to go and make money. He did that when he went back to the KHL. He wants to win. He wants to be a part of this young Leafs core. They think of him as, like, you know, fun Uncle Leo. So he, he let, his cap hit probably goes down. So he's at point, 2.95. Matt Martin is the one that everyone complains about. It's 2.5, but that's for the next three seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to get over Nothing it. Nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. It's not a huge deal, in my opinion. $2 million for Eric Fair. Now, I didn't even think think about this. Eric Fair could probably – he's played center. Probably could be your fourth He could probably line. Yeah, be your fourth-line exactly. center next I season. And when I was like looking at this, one, I'm like – game, oh. and then he <laughs> injured his hand on the penalty kill. Yeah, like Babcock wanted to play him. Yeah. It, it was he got injured. Brian Boyle would be a nice addition, but if it costs too much, just let Eric Fair be the fourth line center. Yeah, literally. Like a lot of people are dead set on like, oh no, you don't want to have Ben Smith. It's honestly, like, what would it mean? It would just mean that Matthews, Kadri, and Bozak play more, which is fine by me. So yeah. that's that's. I mean, when we look at and we were talking about the fourth line. I think we even talked about the fourth line a little too much. I don't think that's as much of a problem. So we have Matthews, who's up. I mean, his contract, if you're the Leafs, you're signing that next year. Yeah. Based on yeah. what we saw with Kadri and Riley, that contract's not going to wait. It's being signed as soon. And same thing with uh, with Zaitsev. They want to get those contracts done. Yeah. Um, and then we have Nylander. He's the one that needs to get signed next season. We've already discussed that number. Marner is in the same deal as Matthews. So they have two more years before his Cap hit eventually goes up. Sashnikov, 
I mean, he's just. Oh my gosh, I forgot about him. I mean, like Sashnikov. Is he even on the team next year? Uh, Look, I, I mean, he's waiver exempt. Is that, that's I would put him with the Marlies if he's not. I yeah. mean, he's he he's the way he plays is susceptible being to getting injured more. Mm-hmm. So I think he's either yeah, with the Marlies or he's Kapanen's better. Yeah, and Kapanen is better. So. Uh, ben Smith, honestly, he's a guy I'm putting on waivers to go down to the Marlies. Yep, he can be a, a center down there for them. Josh Level. Oh, Levo. He is most likely going to be on the team bottom six pit role, hopefully. Yeah, either Bob, that or he's Corrado 2.0. Unless he's Corrado 2.0. I don't see them waving him, so that's there's that. Mm. Connor Brown is the RFA that I think is their big priority right now to sign. Uh, he's not arbitration eligible, so it's not like the Leafs are going to be forced to be paying him. Um, and our entire podcast is just outdated. And Jordan Marlowe just resigned. <laughs> oh, wow. Guess what? As we are recording this, and Austin, so Austin comes in. He'd been very quietly, not making any problems. We go on this huge segment about Patrick Marlowe and Matt Duchesne, which we're going to have to probably edit out. So if you see a little edit there, um, Marlowe and Thorne have just signed for three years in this with the San Jose Sharks. Wow. Is this so, how the angle feels? We're, I think we're editing that out. I don't know. Well, if we if you feel, I think we're just gonna have to leave it in, guys. Because so we would have really liked. So guess what, guys? The Leafs probably only wanted to offer Marlo two, and guess what? He got three from San Jose, and that's why he's staying. Wow, we talked about those guys for quite a bit too. Well, you know, we'll- uh, just skip over that when you're when you're when you're uh, listening to the podcast, guys. Okay, so Connor Brown, everybody. Um, what are we giving? What is his term and cap hit the year. I, I've written about this. Yeah. I thought five years would be yeah. like Jake going, had a great Jake had a good number. I think it was was it three? Three or no, three it was under five, three. three. I think it was like two point nine five. Like yeah. what Komarov is making, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because so, they're similar players in terms of I mean Brown is a bit better, but yeah. Brown is I mean, I've I didn't go to school with Brown, but I know people who went to who was with Brown, but uh oh, uh oh, we got some. Okay, oh, really? <laughs> hey Austin, you want to come on with us now? Guess what, guys? Austin Owens is here with us. You just, just turned turn your. I got I got him on. Don't worry. So uh, everyone rejoice. Everyone rejoice. Um, okay, so because Austin is here for our second am segment, I, am I on? you are on. Oh, it's it's wonderful. Wonderful. okay. So we got Austin here. Are you um, fake news? Is that fake news? Oh my gosh. We there's some controversy right now with this whole Marlo Thornton sighting. Um do I have no, to it was, the, it was the verified sharks account. Do I have to fix this for you guys? Wow. Oh my god, you idiot. Somebody got you. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Did we <laughs> it was from 2014? Oh <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Oh, we're keeping that. Oh, Guys, we're keeping that. So, <laughs> cool. But guess what? Austin, you know what? Austin's not the only one want to fall for this. Yeah, Who was another... it? Who was it that everybody was tweeting out? They were tweeting. So what people do, it was the... this, is new, this is the new trend in social media where you take an old contract that was announced on Twitter. Yeah, it was... You retweet it now because people don't read the timestamp. When no, was the time? So yeah, funny. like me. So who was? <laughs> <laughs> so who was? Who was the other guy? It was, it was the entire expansion draft. They were. Yeah, like that's they what were it was. Flying the entire week. Okay, so 
It's okay, Austin. It's happened to people before. <laughs> I'm, I'm so a little upset, not going to lie. <laughs> Austin's a little... Austin, you're going to have to... my own business now. Austin... I'm going to have to Austin will be leading the whole... Oh, Everyone's just going to sit back when Austin talks about the draft because <laughs> we're just going to make him do all the work. Okay. So, uh, Connor well, Brown... fun, boys. What? So, going back to the whole Connor Brown <laughs> yeah, thing... Yeah, um, Connor Brown. People that I know that went to school with Connor Brown have told me... There's no other team he would go to than Toronto. If he could play his whole life in Toronto, he will. Which makes sense. I think you have to take advantage of that. Yeah. You take it adv- for sure. That's the guys that take pay cuts. Look, yeah. this is a guy who's lived in Toronto. Etobicoke. Okay, he lives I think like 15 minutes from me too. His I'd, parents come to the games all the time. So, yeah. look, you tell you tell the you tell Connor, we'll get your parents tickets to the games. We'll give you 15 million dollars over 5 years. How would he say no to that? Yeah. How? I, I don't in know, Toronto. People, People see – I think what he did this year, you know, get you 20, 25 goals and 40, 45 points. Yeah. I think that's what he's going to be. That's all yeah. he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be – Maybe 25 is, guy. like, the ceiling. I would, I just don't see him ever hitting yeah. 30 goals. No, he would no. never – no. I, and it's not because he's not capable. Like, it's because he's never going to be in a position where he's going to be yeah. playing a lot of power play time, playing with Matthews. Because no. yeah. that's where his – point totals went up was when he was playing yeah. with Matthews. He's yeah. a versatile winger. You know, he can play up yeah. and down your lineup. But at the, at the end of the day, just like Jake, Jake was saying, he's not like, you know, he's not he's not um like a game breaker or anything. He's, you know, he's a decent player who, who can play in your lineup. So, you know, like, like yeah, like. Yeah, he's that, that term, He can move that, up and down your lineup exactly. too. Those guys, like those exactly. versatile guys that can won't look at a place playing on the fourth line or the first yeah. line are really useful. And yeah. then Zach Hyman is the next guy. Um, one point five, one point five to one point nine. Yeah, like, look, Zach Cassian got one point nine million dollars. That's what I'd look at. I yeah. like Cassian better. The Cassian, because he hits. He hits. Yeah. I mean, he scored. How many goals did he score this he year? Had Cassian a, a double digits, I think. So and he I mean, had a couple big goals in the playoffs too. He, he, so I mean, Cassian is a is a decent. Cho- I mean, that's probably the only contract that Edmonton's kind of gone right. With one point nine million dollars oh, there, uh, the that that Chirelli has signed, I should say. Ninety seven signed a pretty pretty good contract. Yeah, well, he hasn't been hasn't been official yet, so don't worry. Um, okay. All right, so let's move down. Uh, Morgan Riley makes five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Gold. That's gold, and he's doing it for the next five seasons. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Zaitsev, this is the one people complained about, and I still don't understand why. He makes four and a half for the next set. Was it seven seasons? Yeah, it's it's Look, it's something that is really dealable. Exactly. He's twenty five years he, old. Yeah, like that's a really yeah. good point because even if you know, like knock on wood, even if it's, something does go wrong, it's a movable contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? Four and a half million isn't isn't that onerous. Yeah, yeah. So Jake Gardner is the only one that's getting anywhere close. Okay, he's getting four point zero five, and he's up. Uh, he has two more seasons before yeah. he comes to UFA. Mm-hmm. I don't see him getting paid more than Riley. In two seasons, in two, se- I, I think he, he will. Well, I think he is. Get six I think he gets six. I think he gets. That's guys that can uh, skate like him. Well, there aren't many. Yeah. I okay. So we're saying if even if he gets six, what are you giving him? Six over five years. I don't even know if I would resign him by then. But, and that was the point I was going to bring up. Mm. Do we even resign him? Because look, you're going to have Dermot, Lilligren, Lilligren. You're gonna have maybe maybe Borgman better. or Rose. Borgman Rose do something. This team has so many left-handed shot, def- left-handed shot defensemen that you can plug some of those guys in. I mean, I said Andrew Nielsen before. If he 
gets more seasoning with the Marlies, he can be your third pairing guy. You move Dermot to your second, and Raleigh's your first. Yeah. And that's where I go with that. And so there's that. And then you got – I can't believe I have to say these names. You have Alexei Marchenko Gone. at Gone. 1.45. He's the yeah. RFA after next season. Gone. He's going to not get it. I'd, I'd wave him. He's probably going to get w- – yeah. Yeah. I can't even say this just name. Just say the number, please. Just, just say the number, please. Number 52? Yeah. yeah. Player guy. 52? Yeah. Yeah, him. Uh, he had some great passes to the Caps. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, I think we should trade him to the Caps for a sixth-rounder. They owe us more than that for those two wins that he handed them. Yeah. yeah. And then we got Connor Carrick, who's at 750000 <laughs> He's a seventh defenseman, I mean. Well, I mean, uh, at 750000 I'm not going to complain about him. No, yeah. but so. I would never pay him anything higher no. than that. So that's, I mean, the Leafs are going to be paying those guys lower so yeah. that the star players could be making. This is the point I'm trying to make. Your stars can make whatever they need to make because you got guys who are making a million dollars. A million dollars, yeah. Or less, <laughs> yeah. or <laughs> some less, and some guys that are going to get sweetheart contracts. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about your layering of your team. If you have guys that fit into your, your own salary cap structure. I mean, you also have to have some steals of contracts, yeah. too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, look at look at Chicago. If Duncan Keith isn't making $5 million, they're screwed. Yep. He, yeah. He's worth, like, nine. Look yeah. look what they had to do. They were not – they realized Panarin is going to be asking for a lot of money. I like that deal. Yeah. I, and you know what? People were at first saying Chicago got hosed. Saad is signed for longer. They kind of liked his style. He's a good player. He's a good yeah. player. He scores and they got and they got a, a manageable backup goalie. Yeah. Behind but Crawford. But Saad, you know, I like that they're supporting their their captain, their ten yeah. and a half million dollar player. You know, he is what he is. You know, he's not Crosby. He's a really good player. Mm-hmm. He's probably not worth ten and a half. He's probably worth seven or eight. Yeah. But hey, they have a little legacy payment with that. So, hey, I'm sure they're not complaining considering their names on the cup three times so you know you got to just live with that and and it, it, i think the only bad contract they have is seabrook yep. yeah if they could get out from that i think they'd really be moving but i i think they got better i really yeah. did i didn't like that they traded away um jomerson but they got two for one there and they got two two pretty good players that exactly. i like that so then you I mean, the backup goalie is a guy that's going to be kind of interchanged in and out. We're not worried too much about that. Um, the only thing about the Leafs cap is they had to take the retained salary on Phil Kessel, one point two million for the net until twenty twenty two. You obviously wouldn't want that, but with the deal that they made for Phil, they Pittsburgh would not have been able to afford to pay I him mean, hey, eight million dollars. Yeah, and so we got rid of enough and didn't retain anything. So exactly. So. <laughs> There's That's that. Freaking, yeah. I don't know how they pulled that off. Tim Gleason's <laughs> contract will be off the books next season, the 1.33 buyout. Yay. Um, Grobowski's buyout doesn't even count on the cap. Man, he's getting bought out. Well, he didn't get bought out by Vegas yet, but like he's being shipped. That guy's ever since he left the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Man, Randy Carlo just ruined that guy's career. Um, <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> Mikhail Grobowski. <laughs> and then Jerry Cowan, his cap hit is gone. Thank you, Dion, for that one. So wait, they're not paying Grabowski. I thought he was on. No, he's not on the yeah. cap. But I'm saying, like, like, ever since he left, like the Islanders bastard. had Islanders had to pay a first round pick to Vegas to get rid of him. Yeah, I know. So 
Um, yeah, the Leafs are in – their situation is like – teams would love to be in the Leafs situation right now with their cap. So people that are getting all antsy about it, look, you're going to have a guy like Jeremy Brock who, who's going to be able to come in on his entry level. You're going to have a guy, maybe a guy like Adam Brooks who can eventually come in on his entry-level deal. Dermott's going to have his entry-level deal. I'm just looking at prospects in the Marlies here. Borgman, Rosen could be two NHL players next season for you and make... 900 grand. 900, yeah. Look, Borg, yeah, both making ni- the 925. It's just the bonuses that you have to kind of be wary of. but yeah. I then, don't think they have bonuses in that. I don't they, think have they, have, they have an 850, but... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they have the schedule so. bonuses. And then you got, a, like and then you got yeah. a guy like Grunstrom. Like, there's a reason why they're signing guys that are in professional, in the more professional leagues because they can come in quicker and be a part of your NHL roster earlier than a guy who's drafted in juniors. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to wait for other like they don't want to kind of wait. They want to get these guys in when their window is open to compete. Exactly. So I like the way they do in doing that. So if anybody is worried about the Leafs cap situation, just stop. It's not a problem, okay? Uh, that's all that we have for this. I mean, this segment went a little bit longer than we expected, but that was <laughs> – I think you could just kind of skip over the whole Joe Thornton. Well, we now can say you don't have to skip over the Joe Thornton and Patrick Marle thing. Sorry. it was fake news. It was fake news. We can actually <laughs> – yeah, we've had our first instance awesome. of fake news. But that yeah. is okay. Um, I think so, – well, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a very, you know – I don't. I don't want to say stressful, but it's a very you know intriguing. Everybody, time, everybody time. is. Go- there's gonna be yeah. fake accounts. There's gonna be all that crap that people are gonna try to be trolls. Yeah. I've I I almost got got it once with a fake Drager account. Yeah. So you know. So you to- know, free agency is coming up, and you know I think uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, a lot of <laughs> I think it's uh, fair to say that uh, a lot of GMs you know blood might boil. Yeah. And if it does, maybe. Uh, it'll make their faces turn brown, and and if their yeah. if their players decide to leave, oh well, then um, they get off the garden. I don't know. I was trying to. I fit like four least players in there. Did no one did no one catch that? What? I, you're trying to get funny. Yeah, I got really funny there. Did no one catch that? No, no. I didn't. Sorry. I was wondering why you're saying people's faces were getting brown. I hate you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 okay, so that is the end for this segment. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at, at Tip of the Tower. Make sure you follow us on iTunes or SoundCloud. That's where you can find the podcast. Uh, you can follow Jake on Twitter at JakeMilton12. You can find Omar at OLW93. And then you can find me at D underscore Morrisuti. Thank you, guys. And now next with our next segment, it will be the draft. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 